0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast, also home of Woo-Hoo, hoo hoo Emergency Podcast. That was my cowboy siren. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this show and, uh, Eli Manning is retiring. So this is our Eli Manning Retires. Is he a Hall of Famer? Emergency podcast. Um, you know, we had a little back and forth with Brady Quinn about this, whether or not things qualify as emergency podcast. It's really more like big NFL event tent. It's a tent pole podcast is what it is. And here's the litmus test. John Breach and Sean Wagner McGuff joining me on this podcast. Ryan Wilson in Mobile, Alabama. He's at a, uh, yeah, he's at the Senior ball. I was going to make some kind of joke about like Ryan doing something in the South and then decided not to. Um, but here's the thing. The litmus test for this. It's 5.52 p.m. as we start recording this on uh, Wednesday, January 22nd. So people will hear it this evening. If I go downstairs to my wife as she's cooking dinner and say, I have to go do a podcast also, and then I have to do HQ, I'll see you at 7. And she's like, what? And I'm like, Eli Manning retired. She's like, oh, okay, that's it's probably fair, these guys are annoying, and then lets me go without any further problems. That's how I know, Breach, that it's worthy of a tent pole slash emergency podcast.
2: Yes, any emergency podcast. If I go up to my wife, she probably can name 10 of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Eli Manning is absolutely one of them. Uh, And so that means the casual fan. Everyone knows who Eli Manning is, and that is why this is a sad day. I'm kind of
0: sad to see Eli go. I would just add that I think it's worthy of being called an emergency podcast simply because, and it's worthy of us doing an unscheduled podcast, because the debate is going to last for years now. We're going to have to spend five years talking about, okay. is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? And that's something that, uh, look, I know Brady Quinn thinks we need a lot of time to think about things. We've been having this conversation already for years and years, so we already know um, enough information, I think, to have an informed discussion
1: Also, this. to quote at least one NFL insider, as expected... We I mean, knew this is coming, right? This is like, true. Like, and, and maybe
2: yeah. they can redo this centennial class and sneak Eli in so that we don't have to debate this for the next five years. Because this is literally going to come up every year, every August, when they induct every Hall of Fame class for the next five years. It's going to be a nonstop debate. It's going to be the offseason. Everyone's going to talk about. in June, when you have nothing to talk about, it's going to be, you know what? Let's talk about the Eli Manning Hall of
1: Fame debate. You know what? I am fighting back every urge in my body to not steal that for Twitter. Because that's a good tweet, Breach. Like, hey, hey, like, hey, at Pro Football Hall of Fame, can you include Eli in the, in the centennial class just to avoid the next five years of debate? Good tweet. Get, get some action. Get some traction, Johnny B. Should fire it out there. So Eli Manning retires. He played, um, is it 16 years? You know what I don't like about Pro Football reference? When it's, when a guy plays for multiple teams. It lists exactly how many years he played for multiple teams. When he only played for one team, it doesn't list total years. So you have to look at it, and if it's like 2004 to 2019, it's either 15 or 16, and I'm I think it's 16. I'm a little scared.
0: It's it's always 16. I like how you uh, you presented that as if it was a difficult math problem. Well,
1: 2019 minus 2004. The the the, the, the typical math you would approach is 15. You see what I'm saying there.
0: I understand, but you've done this before, as I've done this before, and at a certain point you realize when you start adding it up that you have to include one more.
1: It's actually like the word rhythm. It gets me every single time.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. I've never spelled that word.
1: Right <laughs> you life. think I would, Do you think I would start changing it? Anyway, Eli Manning drafted in the 2004 NFL draft. As some people like to point out when they're being, well, actually jerks on Twitter, taken first overall by the San Diego Chargers. He didn't want to play for San Diego. His dad didn't want him to play for San Diego, so he forced his way out, forced the Chargers to make a trade to swap the pick. Uh, fourth overall, Phillip Rivers was drafted by the New York Giants. Fourth overall, Eli and and Phil traded places. Uh, Phil would go on to um, be wildly successful as a individual in San Diego, and Eli would go on to win two Super Bowl championships, so two, two Lombardi trophies in um, New York. He finished with Two Lombardies, two Super Bowl MVPs, and uh, a, I mean, all right. I'll, let me let me ask you this: If you had to pick one word to describe Eli Manning's career, what would it be? And I'll start because I sort of sprung this on you to give you guys a little time. Here's what I would. Here's how I would describe it: average, fortunate. John.
2: Uh, I like both of those. Can I combine them? Favorage, for, fortunate for, average. Fortunate <laughs> that, average. That's, I, I mean, I, I don't think that I, one word, I'm not good at one word things, so I will just say uh,
1: unsung. I feel like. Unsung. He, you feel un, like Eli unsung. Un, unsung? Yes. You feel like, like the guy with two Super Bowl MVPs is unsung?
2: He's, he's, he had an unsung career where we're talking about the, we're debating a two time Super Bowl MVP getting in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, that's, that's what people are going to talk about. And you talk about his great postseason runs, 2007, 2011, both times. They went through the postseason. They beat three teams that had 13 or more wins. You know how many times that's ever been done in NFL history besides those two Eli Manning seasons?
1: Uh, none. Once. So did?
2: only one other quarterback ever pulled that off, and it was Ben Roethlisberger in 2005. So when he was good, he was great, and that's it. it he came up clutch when he had to all the time. Uh, man, this is this, this debate is never going to end.
1: Other- so well, I would just say this too: like it's really interesting because for a very hot minute, actually it more than a hot minute, it was from 2000, say February of 2011, maybe. Through, um, Let me see, and I'll tell you for sure. Uh, February of February of 2011 through February of 2016, I believe is the accurate time frame, there was a debate about whether Eli was better than Peyton. That was like a thing. It was a thing. Not like Eli, is he better statistically than Peyton, but it was like, can Eli pass Peyton? I mean Peyton is one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, and it's it should that's that should not be up for debate because he finished with two Super Bowls, like one like multiple MVPs, um, statistically dominated the league forever, changed the league in many ways. Uh, but there was a legitimate hot minute where people were asking, could Eli, if he wins a, a third Super Bowl, could he pass Peyton on the rankings? Like sure, Peyton is great in the regular season and he has great numbers, but Eli's clutch. Eli. Is the Derek Jeter of the NFL?
2: Well, and let me say real quick why that argument came up. Because from 2005 to 2012, Eli started all 16 games in every season. The Giants never had a losing record, and they won two Super Bowls. So that was, hey, this guy is a winner. And obviously, uh, I would say his legacy, his Hall of Fame argument, all of that took a hit because of the way his career ended with seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten, three and twelve. Uh, you know, it wasn't great. But if you look at that. 2005 2012 you win two Super Bowls in eight seasons and you ever have a losing record and you make the playoffs uh three times that's that's pretty solid and and Peyton had that reputation for kind of choking in the postseason uh, until he finally won that first Super Bowl in 2006 so it wasn't that crazy at the time even though Peyton Manning was clearly the more talented quarterback
0: you want to hear a I can't believe this is true. It, it's This is too fun of a fact that I'm doubting pro football reference.
1: Okay. We'll just say it. We'll, we'll probably know it.
0: Eli Manning and Peyton Manning have the exact same career postseason passer rating. Exact same. 87.4. That, that
1: does seem rather <laughs> impossible. How is that?
2: See, I don't think that's impossible. I'm not so. Supp- Eli Manning is eight and four in playoffs. He no, I'm just saying. Games.
0: I'm just saying it's it's wild that the exact decimal point is the exact same. Okay, uh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm I'm surprised that Eli was as good as Peyton in the playoffs. I just can't believe it's identical.
1: Oh, it's it's insane that the two brothers have an identical passer rating in the playoffs. That's pretty crazy. Is that that's a knock, obviously on Peyton, is what you're saying there with that, right? Or is it a compliment? No,
0: to I actually think. I think it's a compliment to Eli because I actually think the Peyton Manning not clutch thing is a little bit overstated. Um it's funny if you I'm working on a story for Thursday about Patrick Mahomes and fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives and you look it up Peyton Manning Leads the league all time in game winning drives. He leads the league all time in fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, because he didn't do as much in the postseason, that's where he gets dinged. Um, but not to turn this into a Peyton Manning podcast, I I think the clutch argument against Peyton isn't really fair.
1: It was it was always dumb. And by the way, Peyton, despite being nine and ten in the playoffs, had an eighty eight point four quarterback rating with Indianapolis, and then it went down when he was with uh, Denver, even though he went five and three and won a Super Bowl and went to another Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, like it's all. It's all sort of randomized when you get to the playoffs, but, um, Eli finished and like, I think you can contextualize it, you know, however you want. Uh, I'll give Field Yates, friend of the program, uh, ESPN's Field Yates, very good at Twitter in terms of, uh, posting things in a way that make them very shareable. So. You feel a lot of credit for that. Uh, Eli Manning's career achievements, two-time Super Bowl winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP, 57,023 passing yards, seventh all-time, 366 passing touchdowns, seventh all-time, four-time Pro Bowler, Walter Payton Man of the Year 2016, never missed a game due to injury, 13-time team captain and one <laughs> hell of a model American.
2: Brinson Sean. breaking out is uh, Ace Ventura. Is that your pre-South Beach you're going to fit in down in Miami?
1: Sean didn't get that, did he? No,
0: what happened is I was tweeting my fun fact about the Manning brothers and I was not looking up, and then suddenly you started screaming in my ear and I got very alarmed.
1: Okay. Uh, Anyway, I think when you rip off Eli's stats like that and you put him in sort of a grander scheme and you involve, if when you invoke the Super Bowls, which is fine because that's sort of how we operate with quarterbacks and with coaches, you know, having this discussion with Jimmy Johnson and, um, you know, Bill Cowher and and various coaches in the Hall of Fame recently, like that, you just measure quarterbacks and coaches by Super Bowls in fact you measure everybody by Super Bowls if you have a if you have a Super Bowl ring it pushes you over the top in the Hall of Fame discussion Eli has those um I I do let me ask you this is this decision by Eli to walk away um not from a financial standpoint but from like a legacy standpoint is this, is this the smart move it does feel like the smart move right
2: Yes. I, I do think that he probably took a look around the league. Cause I think it, he made it pretty clear that if he did he play, was,
1: he was done in New York. That was, that was, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. He even said he wasn't going to go back and be a backup quarterback in New York. He said that earlier this off season. And it does feel like, you know, he made it, I think he made it pretty clear that if he was going to play in 2020, he wanted to be a starter. He did not want to ride the bench anywhere. So all of a sudden you start looking around the league and you start saying, Oh, where could I start? Where could I possibly even have a chance to start? Then you look at the quarterbacks who you're going to be competing with in free agency. Maybe Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston. I mean, there is just a crazy long list of quarterbacks this offseason in particular. You know, if this was last year or two years ago, he probably has a shot to go sign somewhere else. But now, Eli Manning, you're like, if any NFL team is looking for a quarterback, Eli is at best their eighth option. You know, his agent is the last guy they're calling to find a starting quarterback for 2020, and I think he realized that, and he said, you know what, my whole career is with one team. Why ruin that and go battle for a spot that I might lose, which would be even worse, Uh so I'm just going to call it quits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a Bears fan, and we don't have a quarterback, and I would probably rather start Mitchell Trubisky than Eli Manning.
1: 100% would rather start So
0: Mitchell I just don't know where he would start. To Breach's point, it's kind of bad luck for him because – we don't normally see all these quarterbacks available, and if it was just Eli Manning out there, I bet you someone takes a chance on him and says, we're going to give you every chance to win a job, but to breach his point, it's like, yes, the Bears have Trubisky, but they're probably going to add someone like a Dalton or someone else like that. So there's just not really a place for him to go play. And I actually kind of respect the I don't want to be a backup quarterback. He doesn't need the money. Uh, Breach has a fun fact about how much money he's made. Uh, it's it, a
1: ton. It's an obscene
0: amount of money. The fun fact is that he is the highest paid player in
2: NFL history yep. uh, through the 2019 season. His total is $252.3 million. Number two on the list is Peyton Manning. At $248.7 million. So the Manning brothers have combined to make $500 million from just, the NFL.
1: Just in on-field earnings. Yes, just in on-field earnings. Like, and, like, both those guys have had – because I actually interviewed Eli in um, – I think it was like uh, 2000 and – I want to say 2007 or 2008 um, up in uh, – for a, at a Gatorade event. And, uh, like, I mean, these guys have had – like marketing deals in play like lucrative marketing deals in place since the second they got into the league. I mean they're both top five first overall picks, right? Who was Eli's commercials? I Peyton's obviously
0: remember the like state farm and Eli did dogs. Rolex, man. And he did DirecTV
2: football on yeah. your phone. Phones ain't for calling. They're for footballing. You know, they did the rap videos together for direct Come on, Sean! You got to remember
0: those. I actually don't. I, remember I actually don't rem- I don- actually don't remember those. But I famously uh, mute commercials whenever they come on. on um, all time classics.
1: Fox Business. Uh, this, you know, what I don't want to read Fox Business. This is like <laughs> Eli retires. Is like the. This is like a new article. It's like the all time. I want to know how much he made off the field. Um, I would guess that Eli probably made somewhere like somewhere close to ten million a year off the field. Is that insane?
2: Nah, that's believable. I mean, you win two Super Bowls, you're going to cash in. Two Super Bowl MVPs, you're absolutely going to get paid. You're the first person, uh you know, as soon as you walk off the field after you win one, I'm going to Disney World. Boom, you just cashed in, and that's just going to keep going all off season. The guy hosted Saturday Night Live in 2012. He was the last NFL player. J.J. Watt's going to host it the night before the Super Bowl this year. But before that, Eli was the last NFL player to host Saturday Night Live. So it's like – He, his, he was, his brand was that big, which is kind of hard to believe because of the last five years he's fallen so far. But his, he was big. He was so
1: big. Yeah, look at, again, Debo, this is why Debo is the best in the business. He just has a list of sponsors provided to me. I'm not going to pretend like I found all these. I'll (laughs) steal enough of Debo's stuff over the course of our time working together, but I like to give him credit for some stuff. DirecTV, Gatorade, Hublot, Nationwide, Nike, Panini, Toyota, and Visa. I mean, he was, he made a, Eli probably at Eli and Peyton are both probably at five hundred million dollars a piece, not including like investments and stuff like Papa John. And Eli was never really as big into commercials, I don't think. But um, he was like he anyway. You know what? Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll ask the question: Who was better on SNL, Eli or Peyton? So seriously, who was? I think Eli was better than Peyton. When Pey- Peyton was on, right? I can't remember Eli's. I can remember parts You don't remember of Eli's just hilarious. That answers the, the
2: question right there. You can't yeah, remember
0: Eli's because there weren't a lot of
2: memorable skits.
0: But you know, I, remember, I, remember right. the Pey- I remember the Peyton stuff. I'm not saying the Peyton stuff was hilarious, but I can actually remember, like, he was in the uh, huddle with yeah. the kids, right, and, like, yelling at them. He was chucking no, no, the football no, 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 no. at them.
1: Eli had – first of all, he had the courtroom emoji skit where he went – he did, like, the tongue out, like, the thing. You don't remember that one? He said, cool – K E W L is that one was funny. Then he had the one where he's like, it was the the younger brother dodgeball thing or whatever, and he was like, he's like, yes, yeah, so you know, if I get mad, I'm like, take that, Peyton. and it's like bombing the balls at him. Eli's was funny. Payton's Peyton was probably more famous, but Eli's was funnier.
2: Eli's SNL his his hosting was pretty much epitomized his football career, like. We only kind of remember it, but anybody who watched it was like, oh, that was awesome. That's like him in the playoffs, awesome. But during the regular season, it's like, eh, what really happened? I don't know if he was that good.
1: Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe Peyton's Peyton's. I guess Peyton had the, the – which one stuffed the kid in the car trunk? Was that Peyton?
2: Sounds like Peyton. I
1: think it was Eli, wasn't it? Maybe it was Peyton. Anyway. Um,
2: <laughs> we'll have to go rewatch them and have a double emergency podcast to decide which one's better. Which one goes in the Hall of Fame of SNL hosting?
1: That would be a ringer thing, like, all right, Eli's retiring. Let's go back and do a rewatchables on Eli's SNL skit. Like, like if they did that, that wouldn't be surprising, right? It would not. Um, Sean's like, I'm not speaking ill of the ringer. I wasn't speaking. Well, Ill I Ill was.
0: Ill. I was gonna make more jokes, but I don't. We we try not to do media on media jokes. Yeah,
1: so. They don't do broadcasts. We can. We're not bashing the ringer.
0: You really. just say they don't do podcasts. <laughs>
1: broadcast.
0: Oh, they said podcast.
1: <laughs> we're not criticizing another announcer. We're just making a joke about rewatchables. If somebody if some if some guy wants to get on a SI, a SI podcast and thrash another company for doing an emergency podcast, <laughs> we're not going to be insulted. We'll just <laughs> act like it's not a big deal and we'll keep moving. <laughs> Certainly not going to call him out for a week. Uh, Certainly are not going to text him right before the, the newest emergency podcast and be like, "We're doing a nuanced take on Eli Manning's career. Want to join us?"
2: All right, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Me Will, Sean, and Debo, we are the Pro Football Hall of Fame committee. 50% majority vote. Eli gets in. Yay or nay, is Eli Manning get a Hall of Famer?
0: No. No.
2: Debo, Yes. you want me to go?
0: Yes, but he has to wait.
1: I, I like that. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Because I do think that, like,
2: and I say yes, that's two to two. He had to get 50%. He's in. Boom.
1: Well, I mean, look, he is going, let's make this very clear. He is going to get in. I think that if you took his statistics and his production in a vacuum and put them out there, that like, I look, like if Joe Flacco had another Super Bowl, is he definitely a Hall of Famer? He's not. No. Breach. Is Joe Flacco another uh, Hall of Famer with a Super Bowl win? The second one?
2: Uh, I don't think so because it was so, like, he got benched for being horrible. It, not oh, the same really? way Eli did. No, it was a different situation where they felt like they well, had, well, they Flacco Flacco got benched for being hurt.
1: Joe, Joe Flacco got hurt for the Broncos. Flacco's, got hurt career, the Ravens.
0: Flacco's career fell off a cliff after that Super Bowl. That's, that's, uh, it kind of just became what he was, no? He
1: just went back, he just got hot for four games.
0: And then he went back to just being a, like, average, you no, he wasn't bad at his peak. He was just very, very
1: average, very pedestrian. Eli won a Super Bowl and then promptly led the league in interceptions. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> well, my favorite way to, uh, to characterize the Eli Manning right? is, like, yes, he went on these blazing hot playoff runs, but it wasn't like every time he was in the playoffs he did that. He went one and done in the playoffs four times. He missed the playoffs ten times, and he had two Super Bowl runs.
1: Right. And, like – At least one of those Super Bowl runs, they weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. The nine and seven,
0: two thousand eleven,
1: right? Yeah, they went nine and seven, and then the the other year they won that two thousand seven. The year they they beat the
0: Patriots, they were the fifth
2: seed. The year they beat the undefeated Patriots,
1: he won more than ten games. He was on a team that won more than ten games in his career twice. Like he is not remotely close to the to the level of like like the level that he's going to be treated as he goes into the Hall of Fame. Well, in the, in
0: the way we, we've been kind of characterizing this, we did it with Lou Keekley in, in the Hall of Fame podcast. It's like, at any point, was he a top five player in his position? And I think, I don't think there's an oh. argument for yes.
1: I said that on HQ. I was like, look, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it like phone, Pete phone or Prisco over here. Um, you know, like I'm going to tell you that, like, if his last name was Eli Smith or Eli Flacco, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And then Amanda came back with, what if his name was Eli Brinson? I was like, well, that's, let's settle down now. <laughs> He's a Brinson. We got to get this guy in. We gotta, um, yeah, I mean, he's eight and four in the playoffs. Like he, he went Oh, and one, I don't even remember this specifically because I don't, I was working at AOL in 2007. Like
2: he's eight and four in the playoffs. Why would you take those four? He also went on two crazy runs. Drew Brees is eight and eight in the playoffs. So EY has as many wins and less. Oh, I'm just saying that it's throwing out a playoff record when there's only 12 quarterbacks in NFL history who have won multiple Super Bowls that Sean threw out eight and four like it was a bad thing. Cause that means he went one and done four years. And I'm saying, okay, but he won.
0: He made a run through two straight. Uh, I was just trying to point out it wasn't like every time he got to the playoffs, he went nuts. He just, yeah. he went nuts twice. If I'm you, not taking away those runs. From if him.
1: you separate, if you separate the two great runs from his, like if you say, all right, those like put those eight game, eight wins aside and put them in their own category. They are incredible productive, like streaks. But if you take the other four games and put them in their own category, it's absolute crap. Like he went 10 of 18 in 2005 for 113 yards, no touchdowns and three picks in his first playoff game. Second playoff game, 16 of 27, two touchdowns, one pick for a hundred with 161 yards in 2008. Um, he went 15 to 29, no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, and then in 2016, 23 of 44, one touchdown, one pick. He never had a, like, I mean, was he that was- the B-
0: Miami boat game?
1: Yeah. He was just streaky. I mean, like, he was just a streaky quarterback. And, and that's, that's who he is, and that's okay.
2: But well, also thing, being a quarterback in the playoffs is more difficult. You know, Aaron Rodgers is 10 and 8. Let's take out his Super Bowl run. All of a sudden he's 6 and 8. Uh, doesn't look so spectacular.
1: You yeah, know, like- I mean, that's, but, that's
2: the whole thing. But you're saying take out two runs. I mean,
1: that's just absurd to say, let's take out two of the best things he's done. It's not one. It's two. But he literally, he and Joe Flacco and Jay Cutler had the same career, except Eli has one more hot streak than than Flacco. That's all it is. It's one four-game stretch. And I get that's how we measure things. But it's like the same thing with Edelman in the Hall of Fame. It's like, well, he just gets hot in the playoffs. Like, well, I mean, at some point, you have to produce in the regular season, too. Eli Eli never was great. He was never elite. Like, that was the hot debate for so long, but and – he, and, he look, he validated it with the second playoff, with the second Super Bowl win, but – and he won in big moments. I get it. Um, the he manager- was
2: elite. He led the NFL in interceptions three times, Brinson. How many
1: people
0: have been <laughs> at the top? I guess he was top five in his position group a few years.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, he – like – Here's look, my – can I, tell- I ask you guys so, a question? Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead.
0: How much do you guys put a value on longevity? Like, is, because that is, I think, his, besides his clutch runs, that is his greatest skill, is that he stayed healthy for so long, and he, people talk about Frank Gore being a stat compiler, Eli Manning, it seems like, was the ultimate stat compiler, because he was never that great, but he played 16 games in almost every single year, and he would throw, you know, between 20 and 25 touchdowns every year, and that's how he winds up with 366 of them. Do you put a lot of value on that?
2: I don't think you can take that away from Eli, because what I would say about longevity is that you have to be good enough to keep that, keep your position. You know, if you start to fade over time, deteriorate, you're going to lose. That's why there's only a handful of guys that have ever started for 16 straight years. You have to be at least slightly above average. If he's playing D minus football, you know, he would have been benched in 2013 or or 2008. You know, a lot of quarterbacks don't have careers that last very long. uh, So I don't see this as piling on stats necessarily, because he was playing good enough to keep his job and where the Giants felt they didn't need to replace him.
1: I I think that for, Virtually all of his career, Eli Manning was a top 15 quarterback. Like, at no point was he ever a below average quarterback, except with maybe the exception of, like, the final year or two, depending on how you want to, you know, really define it. I mean, look, in 2018, you know, that team went 5-11, and but, I mean, he had big numbers, like 4,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So, but I don't think anybody thought – but even in, like, 2016, 2017, you know, he – you look at approximate value. Like he wasn't, he wasn't ever a top five quarterback, but he wasn't ever a bottom t- ten quarterback. Does that, mm-hmm. does that 2013?
0: 20, 20, 20, I mean, I think he had maybe had one or two of those years, like twenty thirteen.
1: Twenty thirteen was twenty thirteen at the age of thirty two. People were like, "This might be it." He threw nine more interceptions than touchdowns with twenty seven <laughs> interceptions. He completed less than fifty eight percent of his passes. Yeah, I mean, and the team went seven and nine. I mean, it's like two years removed from a Super Bowl win. It was like, it was like, ah, the Giants need to move on. And then he he hung on for six more years. It's unbelievable. They've got him and extended him.
0: So, I so I know I said no for the Hall of Fame. I would be okay with Eli getting in as long as players like Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers also get in. Uh, because in my mind, they played at the similar time, obviously, same time. There's a lot of overlap. And Eli was never better than those quarterbacks, at least in the regular season. And people forget Matt Ryan had one of the greatest quarterback postseasons ever in NFL history. It's just that when they're up 23, 28 to three, they blew that game. And no one ever talks about that postseason run. But that is right up there with the Flacco's. That's right up there with what Mahomes is doing right now, um, with up there with Eli Manning those two times. So I would be totally okay. It's just going to make me mad if he gets in and those guys don't get in. But I'm fine with all three getting in. Sean, I'm glad you brought up that point because I think that is going to be the key when the committee
2: does talk about Eli possibly getting in in 2025. It's going to say, all right, if we put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, we are opening this Pandora's box where we're going to have to let in a lot of quarterbacks potentially from this generation. Now, you know, of the guys you named – would you put in Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers if you can only choose one? And you know, like that's where things are going to start getting dicey because you can't put every quarterback from this generation in, and every quarterback is going to have comparable numbers to Eli Manning, uh, but maybe minus the Super Bowl title. So it's going to be, it's going to make the whole Hall of Fame process dicey.
1: It, yeah. It, I mean, look, it, it really is. Like, I, I think I, I agree with Sean's take. Like, that, maybe that, that more than anything, and I understand that people listening to this podcast and you guys know, I mean, like I have an inherent bias towards Philip Rivers and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not I'm just not going to hide from it. But I think that like, to me it is important And that maybe I don't think I dislike Eli. I am just frustrated by the way that Eli is treated and the way that people, particularly folks from the media in New York, where a lot of the media reside tend to approach Eli's career. When it seems very obvious to me that at, for large portions of his career, he was, not the quarterback that he's being shown to be through these puff pieces. Like, this, the way that, they, like, I get that he played 16 years with the Giants. That's a long freaking time. Uh He deserves a pomp and circumstance on his way out. Um But he's retiring because he can't play anymore, and the Giants are benching him, and they don't want to give him a new deal. Like, he's retiring because there's nowhere else to go. And the way that they're treating it is is a little bit not like that, you know?
2: Yeah, but I think that's a lot how a lot of quarterback careers end. I mean, you have a lot of guys who end up on teams. They pro- you know, like Joe Montana ended up with the Chiefs. Uh, things like that. You either say, I can't do anymore and you know you're done, or you try and string it out for one more, two more seasons with another team, which usually doesn't end well. Uh, in very few instances, doesn't end well.
1: I do think that he picked a good time to go because. He is obviously going to be, um, like, you know, he's he's after Peyton. You know, I mean, like, Peyton's going to get in uh, 2021 or 2022 or whatever it is. But I think 2021, Peyton, uh, Peyton will be in. And then, like, there's no other Hall of Fame quarterbacks that he'll have to compete with in his year. Assuming that Brady and Rivers, you know, and Breeze don't retire this off season, And Roethlisberger. They I should
0: mean, all do that just to... I
1: mean, but, <laughs> just- like, if... But like, it seems like, we don't think any of those guys are retiring this offseason, right? So if you're Eli and you're, and you're thinking, okay, I've made, I'm the richest quarter, I'm the richest player in NFL history. Um, I'm probably in the Hall of Fame. I got two Super Bowl rings. I don't want to go like play for Jacksonville as the backup. That would suck. I can just walk away right now and enjoy my life and I'll be rich and he's going to be on the first ballot because he's the only quarterback eligible in that span. Like he's just going to waltz in. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you're saying.
1: Okay. so that's, And, and uh, to
0: be honest, like...
1: I oh, always, here's like, a good I, one. You can only put... This is Debo again. Is. You can only put one guy on the Hall of Fame ballot. You can only put one guy in the Hall of Fame in 2025. Keekly or Eli?
2: i probably go with Eli. Keekly. Sean, we're just going to be on the opposite side of everything.
1: I mean, I, I think that the, the way I would answer this is I would choose Keekly, but I think it would be Eli. <laughs> so, oh yeah,
0: we're not, we're not answering what we think would happen. Um, right. No, what I was going to say though, because you said we're going to be on opposite sides, I think I've come along over the last several months, it's because we've known this day was coming for a long time. Uh, I've come more on board with the idea of letting him in because I do think that like the numbers aren't everything. Uh, like that past the, the helmet catch goes down as like a 20 yard completion. But like, I think the it's obviously that that pass is much more important than a 20 yard completion. And I do think the best argument in favor of Eli Manning is if you think the hall of fame is like a historical document that tells the story of football. I don't think you can tell that story yeah. without Eli Manning.
1: Yeah. And look, that's, I, know, I think that is a great way to put it. And I also think that's, uh, why? And not we're not getting into this because we're already at 30 minutes, and that's plenty on Eli. But like, that's why Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in. Like, quit, yeah. quit it. That's actually writers. what
0: made me think of it because I saw someone yeah. phrase it that way about Bonds and Clemens, and yeah. like, that's how I look
1: at it with Eli. You, if you if you took away Eli Manning, like if you just if you just eradicated him from the record, like nobody would know about him. There would be blank spots in the in the history of professional football.
2: Because then there'd be an undefeated Patriots team. No one would care about the seventy-two Dolphins. The Patriots that have eight Super Bowl rings, uh, and no one would care about anything else ever. Because that's literally uh what, like, fifteen percent of all Super Bowls. Uh So Eli Manning played a huge role in NFL history, as Sean just said. So it's, and I think you should
1: consider that. Well, Joe Flacco would like a word then. All right, get us get out of here. That's the end of the podcast. He's gonna oh, go no, with, no, Joe Flacco would like a word. That's the end of the podcast. Wait, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame oh, with okay, Adam. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, no, I have a question.
0: If Adam Joe Vinatieri, Flacco retires, do we have an emergency podcast? No.
1: Eli <laughs> was right on the line.
2: If Andy Dalton retires tomorrow, do we have an emergency podcast?
1: Yes, because everyone expects him to be a backup somewhere next year. That would be a surprise.
2: Yes. I'm ready for it. I'm already uh, prepped for that. I got the notes ready. ready
1: backup. Backup. Got Jaguars quarterback, ready? Andy Dalton.
2: But what I was going to say real quick is if you look at the class five years from now, probably the only lock is going to be Adam Finateri if he doesn't play next season. Because I don't, I don't think he will. He's he's getting too old. He had a rough 2019. Uh, so you're looking at Adam Vinatieri, Eli Manning, and Keekly, Ke- Keekly Luke Keekly. Keekly. Uh, it'll be an interesting, very interesting
1: I think, show. I think in the, yeah, look, and look, five years removed from now it, cause you gotta remember how you look back at these things. Eli's, it's be like, Eli, too Like, when you look back on his resume in totality, instead of like parsing it by individual seasons, which is what ultimately happens, Eli's a slam dunk. He has the numbers, he has the rings, it's Five years from now, when we're looking back, it'll be very easy to do. Um, so there you have it, Eli Manning, almost a lock job, Hall of Famer, first ballot, 2025. Now retired as Giants quarterback. Great podcast, guys. We will uh, make sure and check out the feed. Have a um, tons of other stuff going on. Talk to you guys tomorrow.